Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Mum Talk, hosted by myself, Emma Jolin, mum to Amandine, who was born in September 2018. If you are new here on this podcast, I share my journey as a mum from pregnancy to life with a baby, now toddler, sharing all the highs and all the lows. Not only am I joined by incredibly knowledgeable guests, some experts in their field, but also mums and dads sharing their experience of pregnancy and parenthood. As always, you can trust in mum talk to be honest real and informative and provide plenty of nod along and me too moments wherever you may be thank you for listening and enjoy being part of today's conversation nourish is a well-being app created by mums for mums offering bite-sized calm and well-being at your fingertips The app is an on-demand library of meditations, videos and quick reads across mindfulness, yoga nidra, psychology and much more, all tailored to the emotions and challenges we face as mums. It's a support team of well-being experts in your pocket who are all mums themselves who get it. Try Nourish to de-stress, restore and reboot and find more love, joy and calm in the chaos and pressures of modern mum life. Nourish was named App of the Day by Apple and is free to download and explore on iOS and Android. Check it out at thenourishapp.com. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Mum Talk, Series 9, Episode 4. And this week I am sharing with you the chat I had with Rebecca Wilson, also known as What Mummy Makes on Instagram. I'm sure if you're weaning your little one or you're just looking for recipe inspiration to feed the whole family, you may well have come across her Instagram account. Rebecca Wilson is a mum, she's a recipe developer, and of course founder of What Mummy Makes Food Channel. She shares her easy, quick, fresh meal ideas suitable for all of the family, including babies who are weaning, and older siblings, and parents and carers. Rebecca wants to show everybody that introducing solid foods can be fun, exciting, easy, and delicious. And today, Rebecca shares with us where her passion for cooking came from, how What Mummy Makes came about, weaning and mealtime tips, plus she answers all of your weaning questions. I hope you enjoy our chat. Catch you at the end. Bye. We've literally just eaten your potato cakes, your leftover mashed potato potato cakes for lunch. Because I made sausages and mash yesterday and I was like, what can I do? I'm sure I saw something in Rebecca's book. (laughs) So it was great. It was great. I loved them. Hendrik loved them. Amandine isn't a huge fan of potato. So I'm trying to find and do it in different ways to encourage her to eat it a little bit more each time. Her favourite meal used to be sweet potato curry that I made for her. She would wolf that down, but I would say for the last six months, she will not touch it. And she won't touch any form of potato, so I have no idea what's going on there. (laughs) Oh, bless her. Nina, um weirdly doesn't like sweet potato and it's just so odd to me because yeah. you would think that that's the, the nicer version mm-hmm. um but no just can't get to eat it but that's it you're just going to keep on offering it in different ways and repetition um, yeah one day hopefully they'll pick it up and Let's see so. how delicious this is she'll eat chips like no. proper chips <laughs> Who wouldn't? Chips are nice. Who wouldn't? But nice, you know, freshly homemade mashed potato, not a chance. Not a chance. But with all the chips, I was hoping. 
with gra- oh yes that's a good yeah, idea yeah Nina Nina does love gravy in her mashed potato and she kind of mixes it in and then eats it with a spoon oh that's a good idea I do seem to remember doing that when I was little as well <laughs> yes that is a good idea that's a good idea all right so let's talk about from where you're from and you've written a couple of books um so where did your so first of all where are you from and where did your love of food come from well where I'm from is a hard question to answer not very hard but it's not as simple (laughs) I'm from here um I was born in Holland I lived there till I was five and then I moved to Scotland with my parents um on the Scottish borders and then we slowly moved our way down into Northumberland lived in a couple of different houses and then I Spent most of my teen years, pretty much all my teen years, in in um, Northumberland near Newcastle. Oh wow! And my mum is Hungarian, um, so my dad's English. So this is it's not very simple where I'm from, but all these different factors I think play a part on why I love food and especially my mum's Hungarian heritage. Um, she is a fantastic cook and she cooked home cooked meals every day for us. Nice to help her in the kitchen, proper traditional in, um, Hungarian food and also English food. Um, and it was just all about a variety of tastes and mm. family meal times. And that's, I think, in, instilled that view on how I want to raise my child. Um, and when I, when I had Nina, it was, it wasn't even it was like a subconscious thing that I would this is how I would raise my child and this is how our meal times would go is I would cook and we would sit together as a family and when she started to eat food I I I wanted to eat with her you know I didn't mm-hmm. want to just feed her and watch her and sort myself out later I wanted to enjoy the process together um and that's when what Mama makes was born really oh and it, tell me do you spend eat? Do you spend every meal making Nina's plate look so pretty? Because I do not have the time for that. But your your all of yours always look so pretty. Well, n- yes and no. I think that I definitely have days where I just plunk on the plate. Um, but I guess I I have a natural creative streak in me, mm-hmm. so I just. I put I like making it look pretty and I also think that you eat first with your eyes mm. so if it looks delicious on the plate it's your 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 first instance when you look at it if you think it looks delicious then you're telling your your brain and your mouth that oh I'm I'm ready to try this it's going to be it's going to be yummy if it's a mess on the plate and often I when I have been had had a slow day and I can't really be bothered and I've just plunked on the plate and Nina's looked at it and gone what is that you know she's all you know what toddlers are like if they look at something they go no Mm. that's it it's Mm. no and they don't like it already Mm. so I think I kind of just give myself a head start and try and make it look delicious so that she's more enticed into trying it and and wanting to enjoy it Mm. and 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 don't get me wrong, I'm not one for food art. I don't spend hours doing it. I just, you know, give it an extra minute or so just to just to make it look pretty on the plate. Mm. But as well, I think it's partly the reason why my Instagram has grown um, because 
I, I enjoy the process of taking the photographs and putting the food on the plate nicely and, and um, photographing the food so it looks appetizing. Um, I think if I was to post lots and lots of plates that are just a big, big mess, <laughs> I think it's not not as appealing for everybody to think, oh, I want to try my, that recipe mm. if it doesn't look that great, you know? Mm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Has Nina always been a good eater? She she has been she has been a good eater, um, but it hasn't just come naturally. I think she's a good eater because from the moment we started weaning, I offered a wide variety on a regular basis. Um, and I ate together with her and I show I showed her how how to eat and we still do that together. Um and yes, of course, she is like every other child. She goes through fussy phases. And sometimes she says no to foods that I know she absolutely loves. But one day she's just like, oh, I don't want this. You know, it could be anything like she's feeling a bit grumpy. She's mm. under the weather. She's just not feeling it today. And it's really normal. But on a whole, because I have followed these steps, the, the sort of ethos of what mum makes about cooking and, and eating together and enjoying meals together I think that has really helped raise her into a, a confident little eater mm. Mm, absolutely oh she's gorgeous she's so gorgeous so mm. tell us more about how what my makes began um, and how you grew in just a couple of years so when I had Nina uh, before I was work before I was became pregnant with her I was working as a farm shop buyer and then when my maternity leave finished and uh, my my place of employment didn't accept my part-time request so I uh, became a stay-at-home mum and um from that I thought I I felt like I'd lost my creative outlet you mm. know and I so I set up what Nina eats mm. um to sort of log what I was what I was feeding Nina but also it was something for me something to do and I really really enjoyed that um and then as time went on the followers grew and the rest people were asking me for more recipes and were really enjoying them and 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 I was getting feedback that I was really helping everybody with inspiration and their and, and advice and um it really just grew from then it was just so amazing to see how much help I was giving people and mm. that was and is still is it's just amazing feeling to know that I'm helping people um feed their families at a time that it, it can be really stressful you know if it's not going swimmingly mm. uh, you just don't know what to do if you are doubting yourself to have a little bit of inspiration or a little bit of guidance um it can really help and if I and and I feel like giving that is really 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 humbling to me so you started this obviously when you already had Nina so how did you go about starting your business when Nina was what six months old a year old well it, it, it grew naturally and it grew organically uh it started from a hobby and I've always really 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 enjoyed doing it I think this is one of my biggest advice to anybody that is gonna start their own business or do anything like this is to find something that you love mm. uh, and then you don't feel like you're working so you know when Nina went to have a nap or I had a moment to myself 
Um, I want you do your own hobbies. So for me, that was cooking and setting up what my makes and taking the photography and, and running the Instagram account um, because I because I love doing it and. I have to say, for the for for a very 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 long time, it didn't get any income from it. So mm. I was doing it solely because I loved doing it and because I wanted to help people, mm. um, and that is still the reason that I do it now. Um, so that's that's the the biggest thing, you know. You find the time when you really enjoy doing it. Mm. And this, of course, has led to a few books, one big recipe book, and then of course the the meal planner, which is brilliant. Yes. Yes. Um, so the cookbook came from an incredible amount of of, of requests, like a, a serious, a massive amount of requests, which is just so crazy to me, but absolutely amazing. So I just thought I've got to make this happen. Um, so I found myself an agent, a book agent, and then finally found ourselves a publisher. Um, and we published this book with DK and it's, and and it's just been like I feel like I haven't got any words for how amazing it has been because it's just exceeded all my expectations. Uh, so many people have bought it and and mm-hmm. tried the recipes and just it's just amazing that so so many people find it useful. And then um, in in December, the tenth of December, we published the family meal planner, which is like a, a a, a go-to side-along book that you can plan all your meals um, for your family. So that it's just another reason for it's just another way for me to be able to help people by taking the stress out of feeding your family and and uh, make it as enjoyable and relaxed mm. as possible. Mm. I have to say, I used it for the first time this week, and I yeah. found it to plan this weekend. I found it so helpful because I could literally. Go to your recipes in yeah. your first book and then in the beginning of the meal planning book um, and then write down everything I need and we're getting online Tesco shop right now so I could just type yeah. in all the ingredients and then it's easy. And today for lunch, Hendrik took um, Amandine out and I was like, oh, let me just check what we're having for lunch. And <laughs> it was just oh, so amazing. easy. Well, this is it. It, it just, just takes the stress, stress out. Yeah. Yeah, there's no stress. There's no... That 4pm kitchen, cupboard, fridge raid, what's for dinner, mm-hmm. kids are saying I'm hungry, and you, you, there's, there's none of that worry, you just mm-hmm. you know exactly what you make, and you've already had it in your head since Monday or Sunday, whenever you do your meal plan, and you're all good, life's a breeze. <laughs> yeah, and it can feel like a right pain in the ass to do it at the time, can't it? But then actually it pays off for the rest of the week. And, yeah. I mean, I normally find meal planning reduces my shopping expenditure. Mm. This time, for some reason, it didn't. I don't think it was anything to do with your recipes. I think it was because we had, like, we were buying moisturiser and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, because, and... because we're in lockdown, though, you're not going to all the other shops no. that you know would to, yeah. I no. get that. Yeah. Um, but exactly. I really love the, actually, I love the process of meal planning. You know, it take. 20 minutes 15 20 minutes to yourself with a cup of tea and look through the recipe book and and just have a have a moment to just do something for yourself um Mm. I I really really love that process and I really enjoy doing it every week Mm. Uh, and you're right 
since I've started meal planning, I definitely spend a lot less money in the shops. My shopping mm. list is so much smaller than if I was to just think, oh, I'm going to go to the supermarket, we've got no food in, and I write a shopping list, and it's just really, really long, and then I get to the supermarket, and I end up spending way more putting mm-hmm. stuff in my basket that I don't need, and then I don't use in the end, and then there's food waste, and this is one of the, the features I really love from the meal planner, is there's a section in the meal planning page that you fill in what needs using up, so you have yes. a little look through your fridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you've got some chicken that you didn't end up using last week or whatever, you put it in there, and then you then you can plan to use it at the start of the week. Mm-hmm. And that's another way to reduce food waste, but to minimise your shoppingness as well. Um, mm. Absolutely. So I really thought about how how I um, meal plan and what would be the most efficient and most useful. Um, for everybody, mm-hmm. um, I went to yeah. our Hendrik went to our larder cupboard the other day, and he goes, "Why is it so tidy? I don't understand why it's so tidy." And I was like, "Well, I just wrote down everything we had in our store cupboard, so oh, I can use it up in our meals." Thing, put him the inventory page in the meal planner. Yes, I did. Oh, amazing! I did. I oh, used I it. it. Yeah, but it was so good to just reflect because you know stuff gets pushed to the back of the cupboard, doesn't it? And then you don't even yeah. remember it's in there. Like I, I have some ramen noodles and sushi rice that I've totally forgotten about, and bulgur wheat and that kind of stuff. And unless I'm following a recipe, there's no way I'm gonna use that yeah, stuff. I know what you mean. Buy those types of ingredients with a good hope that I'll use yeah. them all the time, and then <laughs> yeah. I think just go to my normal pasta yeah so, normal yeah, pasta or rice that, put it in yeah, yeah you'll definitely use it and it's another way to encourage yourself to eat a wide variety of foods in mm. your diet and mm. and it's, it's studies are show that the more variety you offer to your little ones the less likely they're going to be fussy in the long term mm. uh, so by meal planning you're you're helping yourself do that without feeling stress that you need to think of something brand new on the spot all the time absolutely and one of the great things about your book is that you are not just cooking for your little one they're actually meals that as an adult you can enjoy as well like for lunch we had all of we all had your potato cakes and it's like everything that I've planned in for this week we're all going to eat it's not just for Aberdeen and that's brilliant pardon how old are your little ones she is Aberdeen's two Oh, two and four yeah. months so I mean, we've always Hendrik's French my husband's French so we've always had family meal times it's always been really important to us and we like eating early we like eating at like five thirty anyway and yeah. having lunch together um early so it's always been a thing for us and there is no way I'm cooking a meal for Amandine and then a meal for myself and a meal for my husband <laughs> no way has the time to do that you know we make our lives easy and I think quite often when that happens is you cook something for your little one and then you think oh I'll just eat whatever and don't end up making something nutritious for yourself just have some toast and and your health is 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 important as well you know our little ones need us to be healthy and to be full of energy to look after them properly Mm -hmm. um and it makes us happier eating a nice yummy food with our little ones. Mm. Um, so yeah, definitely. This is my this is my my biggest ethos is to cook just once, save the time, and eat together as a family. Mm. Um, so your little ones learn from you that all the all, all the um, amazing benefits that comes from eating together, um, minimizing fussiness to to grow 
healthy little confident eaters. Support when you're pregnant is so important. I started this podcast to ask and answer all the questions that were racing through my mind. And I know from all your messages that you are full of them too. That's why I've teamed up with Bundle, a fantastic organisation of antenatal teachers, GPs, sleep consultants, breastfeeding specialists and more, who offer small group antenatal classes digitally over Zoom and face-to-face in London. Bundle classes are a great way to meet other mums at the same stage of the journey as you and get real answers to your questions. The expert support doesn't end when your baby is born either, as once you're a Bundle mum, you'll get their advice throughout baby's first year. There were definitely times I could have done with that. Mum Talk listeners can get 10% off any Bundle course by mentioning Mum Talk when booking. Go to www.bundlelondon.com to find out more. So do you have any other tips and tricks to share with parents to raise little confident eaters? Well, um, yes, there are a few tips, but the main thing really is lots and lots of variety, Mm -hmm. uh, consistently offering variety. Um, What you don't want to do is say you offer carrots you say oh and they've refused it and say oh that's it they don't really like carrots and you don't offer it again um for for months and months and 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 then when you offer it again they don't really like it you know offer it offer foods that are that your little ones are are still learning to love Mm. on a regular basis you know every couple of weeks so that they remember and that they they keep on trying it um my biggest thing is if if your little one refuses a whole meal, um, try to avoid offering an alternative straight away because mm-hmm. um, your little one really will remember that. Uh, and they're clever little things and they'll know if you if you give them, if they say no and then you give them something they'll like, they'll just say no all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you'll find that you know it's fine to do on, on the odd occasion if they're feeling really unwell but if you do it on a, on a regular basis your little one is going to have a really reduced diet um because they're only getting certain food groups uh, and you might not realize it at the time but over over time you'll, you might look back and be like well actually they only eat a small handful of foods because they're always refusing things to get what they want. Mm. So um, if so, if, a, if your little one does refuse refuse a whole meal and say it's in the evening and yeah. you know maybe you're running a bit late, there's not a huge amount of time before bed. What would you say if parents are worried about their kids then going to bed hungry? Well, it it depends a on how old they are. Um, if they're younger, they'll still have their milk. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they're below below one or even below two, they'll still have their either formula milk or cow's milk to keep them, um, to fill them up a little bit. But quite often, even if they don't have that, the little ones are really, really, really resilient. And just like us, if we went to bed and didn't have that much of our dinner, we very unlikely will wake up in the middle of the night hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, and the odd occasion where it's happened to Nina, where she is just not been feeling her, her her dinner and she's gone to bed and not had anything, um, she she's never woken up hungry. Uh, I think we worry that mm-hmm. our, A, 
our little ones are going to be hungry because it's our natural instincts as parents to want to make sure that our little ones aren't suffering in any way. And especially if they're um, not talking yet and they can't tell us these things, we we naturally will worry about that. But they are really, really resilient and they they they, they will surprise you. Um, I think we all we all don't want to come across a situation where our little ones are waking up unnecessarily yeah. or avoidably <laughs> in the middle of the night because we all want our sleep, don't we? Yeah. Uh, and it is so understandable to worry about that. But I think just have a little bit of faith in if your little one is saying that they don't want to eat, I think we need to allow them to we need to trust them and allow them to have control over their own appetites mm. um of course if this is a persistent thing and it's every single day then more intervention needs to come in there and get advice from your health visitor you know so they can monitor their weight and all these things every child is different every case is completely different but on a whole on a on a one-off experience or you know every every couple of months if your little one um, says they don't want to eat at all try not to worry um it's really really is normal mm. and the other ones do have fluctuating uh, appetites just just like we do as adults mm. so for fussy eaters would you very much say you know keep offering keep offering variety um or are there any other tips for tr- fussy eaters you um you could look at your mealtime environments um make Make sure you are eating together as a family around the dinner table. Um, take away anything that's distracting, like TV um, or toys that are in sight and they just desperately want to get down from the table and play with. You know, remove all of that temptation. Um, maybe get on some nice relaxing music or music that your little one enjoys, something that's not too boisterous, but something that will make you all happy to listen to. And... Um, I often say don't underestimate the power of a smile and a happy face when you um, imagine if you were sitting at the dinner imagine you are your little one and you're sitting there with a food in front of you that you're not quite sure about and you're looking over at the people around the dinner table and they're not that happy (laughs) (laughs) I think you're less likely to want to enjoy the mealtime just I even when I'm not really feeling it too much I try to be really smiley and positive with Nina at meal times because it 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 um it rubs off on them yeah. massively mm. and if you make the meal time enjoyable and uh, a happy experience it subconsciously will help encourage eating mm-hmm. absolutely so weaning hacks and cooking for children when you're really weaning, so I guess from six months. Um, mm. Popular freezer recipes and how to use leftovers. What tips can you share with mums, dads out there? Well, um, I think take the stress off yourself. You know, If you're going into weaning right now and you feel like really daunted that you're going to have to cook every day, you know, I think... If you are the type of person that isn't used to cooking every single day, don't feel like you need to go into weaning and all of a sudden become a Michelin star chef and need to cook every single meal. You don't. Um, you could have a moment where you're batch cooking, take 30 minutes to batch cook one meal, pop a load in the freezer uh, and then 
and then on on other days when you're feeling like you don't don't really have the time to cook you can just pull something out of the freezer put it in the oven or in the microwave foods like my savory flapjacks or pastries pinwheels um my cornflake chicken and uh, in the first book there's a whole section called freezer stash so there's lots and lots of recipes in there that uh, you can batch cook and and pop in the freezer for another day um but i think the main the main thing is just try and try not to put any pressure on yourself you know if you if you're not feeling it it's totally fine it's okay to just put together a piggy plate um mm. And they're Aladdin's favourites, actually. Yeah, just definitely. the little picky bits. Yeah, and in 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 both books, there's recipes that take you know less than ten minutes to put together. Mm. I think sometimes the whole the thought of actually getting up to go and cook can be a bit daunting. But I really try and focus on recipes that are really quick and really easy to make. All of the recipes are done in under thirty minutes, with a lot of them done in under 15, ten or fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Find, find, pick recipes and you, or put them on your meal plan that don't take too long. And then when it comes round to cooking, you won't feel too daunted by it. And we've definitely been feeling that in lockdown. The amount of cooking I feel like I've done in lockdown, yeah. just because there's been like very little else to do. Yeah. Um, but the last thing I want to do, kind of when four o'clock comes around, we were talking about this earlier, weren't we? Is look in the free fridge and try and figure out what's for dinner and oh, yeah. it's a bit of a nightmare. What have you? What have your favourite things been to cook during lockdown? Cook during lockdown. Well, mm. you see. I think the first lockdown back last year in 2020 was a bit different because all the panic buying, we couldn't really get a lot of foods, couldn't we, that we normally did. So it was a lot of um, store cupboard staples like pasta and and beans and and utilising the freezer and making meat go a long way, like getting a big joint of meat and then making a lot of meals out of it. Um, And those, those... those uh, principles still apply now but I think thank god everybody's kind of relaxed a bit and we can pretty much get the same food as we did before Mm. uh can't we so um I'm I'm just carrying on with my normal foods now the foods that I really enjoy eating last night we had um my lemon and cheddar chicken bites um, from book one Nina absolutely loved them um I am trying to eat a little bit healthier, so I had mine with a big bowl of salad, and I made some little um, potato slices for Nina. She had hers with potato and a little bit of salad as well. So at the minute, I'm trying to, uh, you know, you can adapt one recipe and make it work for all. So if you're trying to eat a little bit healthier, you can pair yours with lots more vegetables and salad or whatnot, and then still provide the, 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 the balanced carbohydrates and 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 vegetables and, and protein mix for your little one yeah yeah so what are your um i know you've got a section in the book for this but what are your absolute staples must-haves in the house well um i always in the fridge have yogurt always mm-hmm. you can you know you can pair that with fruit and you know, eat it on its own um but i absolutely love making things like my two ingredient pizza where it's self-raising flour and yogurt and it, it makes the quickest dough ever no so it, it, it tastes like you know, when you when you cook it uh it's like really springy there's lots of air pockets air bubbles in there and it's like it's like as if it's like a sourdough dough um but it's 
it's really quick. It's just two ingredients and you just whip it up really quickly, mix all the ingredients together, um, mold it into your pizza shape, put your toppings on in the oven really, really quick. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's really I'm going to have to try cake. that. <laughs> know, really um, so that recipe is in the first book and also you can make flatbreads in a similar sort of mm. way. Um, there's so many things you can do with yogurt. Of course, cheese. I absolutely love cheese. Cheese is a great way to add in a little bit of flavour, um, especially when you're... Um, I, all my recipes don't contain any salt. I uh, added yes. salt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I try and get in uh, flavour from different ways. And, of course, cheese still has a little bit of salt in, so I don't use too much. But um, it has the uh, added benefits of calcium and all the other extra nutrients that are vital for a healthy, balanced lifestyle. So I'm going to be adding in a, a little bit of flavour, get some extras from in there as well. Nice. Um, a, 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 an ingredient that I cannot live without is smoked paprika oh me neither <laughs> a lot of my recipes um and i love it so much it's going back to the point of not adding any i added salt into recipes if i add i feel like if i add smoked paprika it gives so much flavor i absolutely love it so yeah stock up the spice straw and smoked paprika is my favorite one um and then in the cupboards you've got um your beans and your pasta and all that but in in the family meal planner and also in the first book in the cookbook there are my hero pantry staples um so you can reference back and have a look at what i find useful to have in absolutely and additions to a meal let's answer some of our listener questions we don't have too many to get through but there are some really interesting ones um how about we head for vegan weaning first? Because I was also asked that question today um, in my DMs. So any specifics I need to know when my baby is six months old and I'm doing vegan weaning? Well, the main thing is what you need to think about the the nutrients that you're taking away. So the protein um, mainly protein and dairy that you're taking away from the diet by having a vegan diet to replace that with plant-based alternatives so because you're not having say meat for example uh, to make sure that you are getting protein from other foods like pulses and 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 like chickpeas and um tofu so make sure that you are replacing those those nutrients um, and vitamins that you're losing from from other foods um and in my books i i show you how what recipes you can adapt so if you are having a leading um a vegan diet or a dairy-free diet or an egg-free diet um i give advice on what ingredients to swap out so that you are can still make the recipes for yourself Mm. um but that's the biggest piece of advice is just make sure that you're still getting the same uh, amount of um, nutrients and make and make sure that your the diet is very well balanced mm, absolutely my 10 month old has started throwing food quite aggressively on the floor <laughs> any tips i think all kids do this don't they yeah yeah so i was just about to ask you i'm sure your little one has been through that and i think oh, yes. every parent goes through it and i think if you're a first time parent it can feel like oh my god what is going on why is my child keep on doing this mm. i know nina did it insane amounts and it's kind of it leveled itself out when she was about 18 months old. Um, but I'm sorry, there isn't really a lot of 
um, guidance here and what you can do. It's just so normal. Every parent goes through it. Um, there's a couple of things you can, um, if you, you can look to not putting all the food on the baby's tray or plate right away. You can just give them a piece at a time. Um, try not to react to it. Um, so quite often they're doing it for a reaction from you because mm. you've gone you've flipped up or you're smiling or you've made a reaction and they want that from you. So try not to do that. Um, Don't give the food that they've thrown on the floor or the table or wherever back to your little one um, so that they learn that if they throw it away, that's it. They're not getting it anymore. Mm. Uh, But I mean, I did all those things and in theory to us, that is, should help them um, limit the amount they throw but I think it's I think it's just a natural genetic thing that they all will go through you've just got to ride it out and live its course um, what really helped us was um, getting a separate plate so if she threw something on the floor I then explained to her and say okay well if you don't want it on your plate then pop it on this plate instead and we're just going to leave it there if you don't want it mm-hmm. and I remember Charlotte Sterling Reed told me about that in our podcast and it has worked so that's quite a good one. Oh, very good yeah so you don't necessarily pick it up off the floor but when they look like they're about to throw it you kind of intercept them and say are you about to throw that on the floor why don't you pop it on this plate instead if you don't want it on your plate and it did work and then Amandine has now well she does she doesn't do it anymore but I remember we went through that stage and it was awful (laughs) very good (laughs) okay um when should you start letting your baby try eating with their own cutlery and do you have any recommendations on what cutlery I should buy well, um, I think a big thing is don't worry that if your little one isn't picking up on cutlery use and they all learn at different stages. So if your friend's baby is already using cutlery and your little one hasn't a clue, don't worry at all. Um, from six months, you can offer a spoon at every meal mealtime. Um, you can let them just hold it. You can let them use it if they want to. Um, but I think if you have it there in front of them at every meal time it just encourages them to get used to it by lots of repetition mm-hmm. um and then once they've got the hang of that which will probably be about around a year to 15 16 months they're all very different um you can then move on to a fork if you feel like your baby is ready in terms of specific cutlery there there is so many on the market you and to be honest, I think the cheapest ones are going to do just as good as the most expensive ones. There are great ones where the the, the cutlery is molded to the ha- their baby's hand shape, mm. which kind of helps them hold it easier. That, that's really good. Um, but really, just buy whatever's within your budget. Um, they're all do this. They all do the same job. Yeah, I completely agree. I think I literally just picked up out of sheer necessity um, some Tommy TP ones in Sainsbury's or something where they're metal on the ends and then the hands are kind of plasticky, rubbery, easy to grip Mm. holding. But I mean, Amandine will still decide she wants to use a spoon or she'll decide she wants to use a fork. She doesn't use a knife yet, but then sometimes she'll want what we have. So... Yeah, exactly. And I think... um, don't put too much pressure on them as long as you offer it with every meal it's okay nina is three and um sometimes she still prefers to eat with her hands and i think that's totally fine 
I, you know, as she, as she's learning, she's getting older. She 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 will grow to use it all the time. Um, I don't think I'd rather her enjoy her meal yes. and then getting stressed out that she has to use her cutlery and then in turn doesn't eat anything. Absolutely. Um, I remember saying to my mum, oh, I'm so worried Amandine's never going to use a spoon or a knife. My mum was like, how many adults do you see not eating with cutlery? <laughs> Because <laughs> they yeah, never exactly. learn to. She will exactly. get there eventually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, lunch for two and a half year old. I always struggle with ideas. I really struggle with ideas for lunch as well. Lunch is a tricky one because you can feel like you're repeating yourself all the time, can't you? Mm. Um, there is a whole lunch section in both my books. But, I mean, I love a cheese toasty and it's a really good way to get in lots of extras, different veggies. Um, and fritters as well I'm mm. such a big fan of fritters I've got a great way of um, cooking fritters on a on a baking tray so that you spread out all the batter onto a lined baking tray and then put it in the oven and then once it's out the oven you cut it into your sections and that's oh. another one to, that's really good to go in the freezer for batch cooking but it just means that you're not standing at the stove top flipping away um, while you've got a screaming baby um, and it's a great carrier for vegetables um, and you know foods like soup or um, you know obviously sandwiches there's just, there's so many there's so many options but I think it's quite it's quite easy for a lunchtime to not be a big affair and I think we shouldn't feel guilty for offering a, like a small picky plate of yeah. crackers and a bit of cheese and a bit of fruit and veg yeah. you know just just cook to whatever is happening in your day and and don't feel worried that you need to offer a hot meal every single meal time yeah absolutely in the the family meal planner there is a section on like in the snacks chapter um there is a a section of different snacks you can offer your little one and they a lot of them can be put together to make a really good picky plate for lunch time or snack time and a good reference yeah absolutely all right last one love your books i hear you are dyslexic how has this affected your journey career well um (laughs) i think it's not something that I often talk about. I think I've mentioned it a few times. It's lovely this person's picked up on it because they've obviously uh, watched all my stories. Um, I only found out I was dyslexic at a university. Um, I struggled academically through uh, high school and, uh, and I was very artistic all the time. Um, and it was only when I got to university where I felt uh, somebody told me, you know, you really shouldn't be struggling doing this. <laughs> Do you want to get tested? And so I did. And then I realized it all kind of clicked into place. Mm. Um, and for me, where I struggle with my dyslexia is that it just takes me longer to do the writing and the reading um I have to just double check that I'm not doing any typos and quite often <laughs> I do some silly ones on my on my Instagram and people know we said it but don't we all gosh I do yeah <laughs> but I think I try not to let it affect me you know mm. I've got an ambition and it's a it's a slight hurdle that can hold me back slightly but um if I just apply my brain and work hard 
it's not going to let it affect affect me and where I want to go in the future and what I want to do with my life. And you haven't, I mean, look, you've got a ridiculously successful Instagram page and two books, which is crazy. (laughs) It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. It's so good. Well, is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners before we wrap this up at all? Oh, well, um, I think just thank you to everybody that has supported what we're making through this crazy journey last couple of years. And if you've bought my books, thank you so much. Um, and yeah, just thank you. That's all I can really say. Well, let people know. Let people know your Instagram handle in case they're not following you, and also where they can get a hold of your books if they've been inspired to go and have a look at them. Oh, very good idea. Well, my Instagram is at what mummy makes, and uh, both books can be bought on in all good bookshops, <laughs> Amazon, um, Waterstones, or. It's do support your local independent bookshops as well. If they don't already stock it, ask them to get it in, though they should be able to get it in. Um, especially in these crazy times, I think we can all support small businesses now. Absolutely. Um, yeah, please do support your local bookshops. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on and sharing your knowledge you. with us and giving us some tips and tricks to feed our little ones. I really, really appreciate it. And I'm loving your books personally. So thank you so much. And oh, congratulations. thank you. I hope I hope it was helpful. And um, yeah, there's so much more in-depth detail that you, it's, it's hard to just sort of say quickly on here it's it's better to just read it in the books and you can you can really um take it in better absolutely oh thank Thank you. you so much Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found that really helpful. And a big thank you to our friends at Nourish, Bundle London and Mum's The Word Book for supporting today's podcast. I will catch up with you all next week. Have a lovely rest of your week. And please, if you have a moment, do review, subscribe and rate. It really, really helps other mums to find the series and be supported by our wonderful community. Just before we go, I'd like to introduce you to the hilariously funny and brutally honest parenting book, Mums the Word. Written by Rebecca Oxtoby, the five-star rated book has topped the Amazon best-selling charts for childcare. It exposes the unfiltered truth behind life as a mama and will have you crying with laughter. What better way to spend lockdown? It's available now on Amazon. Just search Mums the Word book and don't forget to follow at book mums the word on instagram her second book is released in may and i simply can't wait